A O W Sports. Man, I love that theme song, y'all. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Everybody, welcome to another episode of I O W Sports. It's your boy Wild Carmar. You know who that guy is. What's good? It's what Daniel. up, Doe? What up, Doe? <laughs> Representing the Dirty Glove. So, um, we appreciate y'all joining us on another episode. Um, let's get the pre- uh, preliminaries at the way. Right, right. I ain't going over to www.ioftenwonder19.com. That's where you can find all the information of us, IOW Sports, as well as our right, sister right, right. company, I Often Wonder Podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, go down to Patreon. Go ahead, subscribe. Hit that button. Ding. Hey, trying to tell you. Like, share, comment. Tell your friends. Tell everybody. On I Off the Wonder, we talk about all the other stuff, but here on IOW Sports, of course, we are talking sports. Spuddy sports. So we're going to get to the nitty gritty. Right, right. Um, so we're going to hit some uh, some football talk. We're going to go sideline to sideline. And uh, one of the biggest things I wanted to talk about and 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 touch on um, is the situation with uh, former Seahawks officer tackle Chad Wheeler. Right. Who um, was released by the Seahawks on Wednesday. After he was arrested and charged with mm-hmm. uh, first degree domestic violence assault, right? Domestic violence, unlawful imprisonment, and resisting arrest. Wow. Um, he racking them up. Yeah, he racked them up. Um, man, just if, if anybody has seen the pictures of his girlfriend who who is the victim of this un, unfortunate uh, incident, mm-hmm. um, man, she was a beautiful woman, and he did everything in his power to. Um, demean her, um, and make her feel less than right. Um, it's so um, thoughts and I. I didn't get her name, and I don't think they released her name. But um, shout outs to her. She she's up. She's she's alive, which is the greatest thing. Right. Um, it's sad that we have we've gotten to this point that um, athletes are abusing women, which is. We don't condone that at all. Mm-mm. And man, shout out to you. I hope you're doing well, sister. I hope you know you you're with your family and they're taking care of you and they loving on you. Um, but one thing that's bothering me about this incident is some of the reports are coming out. They want to go ahead and say that he had mental issues mm-hmm. and say he was bipolar. Saying he's bipolar right. and and it's just an episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I done my research digging deep. He had a certain situation like this happen when he was at USC. Oh shoot! And um, it was reported that he was uh, had a twenty year old female with her seven month old child with her mm. in his dorm room or something like that, and mm-hmm. and he was just punching walls and going a wall and. Uh, campus police had to come intervene and like why is it that the media jumped to mental issues at this point mm-hmm. but when Ray Rice I mean uh, Greg Hardy and situations like that they just wanted to go ahead and label him a bad man an abuser right, right. but with in this situation they want to point to mental health issues first and, and it pisses me off honestly yeah, I mean, it's one. So, my thoughts on that, on the situation in general, is that you got so many moving parts. Mm-hmm. You have what seems to be a racial issue. Yeah. Because the way they portray a black athlete when they do stuff like that or anything bad in in sports, 
you know, they don't point to any kind of mental issue. They're already a criminal. Mm-hmm. They label a bad person. They throw all the negative shit out All the first. negative stuff. Yeah, I feel you. You know, and then and with this situation with Chad, you know, he was released on bond. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing that really got me is when they said, you know, he choked her out. He thought he killed her because when she came to, he said, oh, you ain't dead? Yeah. Oh, you alive? Yeah, you alive. He's sitting there eating. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't no thing. Yeah. So my thing was, that ought to show you that there there's something wrong with him. Mm-hmm. And so why would you release him out on his own reconnaissance? You know? And that right there was disturbing. Now, there is the issue he may have mental issues. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And... And if he does, that needs to be dealt with. Yes. But the problem is he had incidents in college. Mm-hmm. They didn't address it. They allowed him to go over into the NFL, carrying those same issues with him. Yeah. Instead of dealing with that issue. When the first time it happened. When the first time it happened. You got to nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. Yeah. You know, they, they slapped him on his wrist. Oh, no. He came in the NFL. Now, they released him on bail. Now, what if he, God forbid, goes back and kill that woman? Yeah, that you know what I'm saying. I think that, that, I think on, that's my biggest that, issue that's on, with this that, situation. That's just on the authorities because they had him in custody, mm-hmm. and that 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 that's the issue right there. Then go like I said, going back to Ray Rice, they they drug Ray Rice through, through the, the mud. mud. Oh my goodness! Now it's not to say we condone what Ray Rice did. No, no. You know what I'm saying? I think I think that's fair to say that we didn't condone what Ray Rice did, right. what Greg Hardy did, what anybody right. did. Right, we're not condoning that. But my thing is the way they are being depicted in mm-hmm. the media versus a white their white counterpart. You now, know, now just I'm not trying to compare apples apples oranges oranges, but mm-hmm. in Greg Hardy's situation, it was a black man that was abusing to a white woman. Mm-hmm. Now you have a white man right. that's abusing to a sister. Right. And just the way that the media is playing it, I'm not. I just want to take race out of it. Period. Okay. If he's an abuser, he's an abuser. Right. Like. Well, let's see. That's what I was saying. That's why I went back yeah. to as I said a lot of moving parts because the unfortunate thing is because of the country we live in, because of the time we live in, we can't help but interject race. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because well, this this don't smell right. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, it's and, funky. And and. And because of the incidents that have happened over time, some of it started to look the same. Now, it may be an incident where race was not even a part, but, you know, we can't help, we can't help that because our vision already been clouded by the issue of race throughout the course of time. Mm-hmm. And so when you see these things not lining up or adding up or smelling funny, you cannot help but say, was this a race issue? Yeah. I you know? Now, going beyond that, there are the issue of if the man has bipolar issues, he needs help. Yeah. You know, he should not allow to come this far. Yeah. When you saw that he was doing this stuff in college, you should have cut him off and dealt with it. Yeah. You know. They swept it on the Now, room. what if he did kill that woman? Man, we'd be having a different conversation. You know what I'm right saying? Now. That right there... I won't, I won't put say it was USC's fault, but they would have some play. They played a part in it because they didn't deal with the issue. Yeah, no, you're right. You know, and I think that's the biggest thing. And it's sad that we have these issues in our society today, where you know women are being abused. Yeah, and even so, in some cases, men. Yeah, 
Because even saying? Hope Solo had her little situation. Right. You know, but you, domestic violence is something that needs to be dealt with. Domestic violence is something that needs to be dealt with, especially in sports, because of the fact that a lot of these guys throughout their careers, from the high school level on up, has been treated like, you know, they were stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, Casey going down. Oh, who is that? <laughs> the, uh, to? Man Down Podcast. Oh, my gosh. You see, Man Down Podcast, especially Melvin, you was over there talking That's all is that. Melvin. Is that Melvin? He was oh, talking that all Melvin. that junk. Oh, Bills, 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 <laughs> Bills Mafia. I mean, hey, it is what it is. Right. But, but um, but we, but yeah. So that, that's my thing with that. You know, I, I hear you. It, we we need to deal with those issues because, you know, it's gonna come a time in one of these sports where it's not gonna be an uh, abuse case. It's gonna be a murder case. Yeah, and that's unfortunate. You know, because the NFL, the NBA, mm-hmm. MLB, all of them. All of them on down the line, they're not dealing with the issue. They sweep on the rug because it's a PR nightmare. Yeah. But my thing is, like, is your image worth is greater than someone's life? And sometimes I think, just to piggyback off what you're saying, mm-hmm. sometimes these, these franchises will will ignore certain signs like that. Because, I mean, and I'm going to throw it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyreek Hill had his own situation. Yeah, Tyreek Hill too, yeah. And as much as I love my Chiefs, mm-hmm. At the end of the day, if he wasn't part of the team, I'd have been like, all right. But here, here's the thing. Talent all, seems to trump a lot of stuff. bad behavior. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you have the talent, people say, okay, you know, they'll put you behind to, to where people forgot about it, and then somebody will come get you. I, I think it's unfortunate that they, <laughs> because those franchises are setting that precedent that is making it seem like it's Okay. I think that is Melvin because he said, yeah, I'm eating my words. <laughs> Yo, oh, yeah. Eat, eat, eat them words, Melvin. Eat them up. No, but I'm saying, like, these franchises are making it seem like it's okay with this behavior because you put butts in the seats. Right. And you put money at the bottom line. And right. Sometimes, like, and this is what drives me crazy about a lot of things in life. Mm-hmm. When do you make it about the human? When do you make it about what's right, what's wrong, and stop making it about how much money this person can help you make? Right. Like, enough is enough. But, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i not in that position to, to make, that, make that call. Right. And, and if, I, if I was, you know, I mean, I'm not saying everybody's going to be a choir boy and everybody's human and going to make mistakes. Right. But, 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 but let, let, me, let me say this. Yeah, beating somebody is not a mistake. I hear you. you know what I I'm, hear saying? You. I'm not saying you saying that, but I want to make sure we're making that clear. Clear, yeah, I got you. That is not a mistake. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That, that is something. That is a bad that's something flaw. You made you made a choice to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. That's a flaw in your character. Yeah. So yeah, abuse is not a mistake. Yeah. And I think that they don't deal with it like they should mm-hmm. in the sports level. Like I said before. Yeah. And I think I mean, and it happens all over. We're not. We just. But we're a sports station. But at the same time, it can go deeper than sports. I mean, we're in the middle of a pandemic, and believe it or not, suicide rate is going up, and so right. is domestic abuse. It is. I mean, we're everybody's cramped in the house. They're mm-hmm. probably, you know, probably tired of looking at each other and hearing each other breathe and shit. Right. So, I mean, and that that, that goes yes. back to, uh, you know, mental health. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, get your mind right. Yeah. 
it's, and I think the the thing about oh I ain't crazy. It don't have nothing to be. How had nothing to do with being crazy. Sometimes nah. you just need to get some get some stuff off your chest. Yeah, you know. Hey, man. we'll get to that later. Yeah, we'll get to that later. <laughs> I'm, I'm, look, right. I hope that this guy seeks the help for his mental. Right. But at the same time, he needs to pay for what he did. Oh yeah. He don't oh, need. Yeah. To, he don't need to be in the league no more. Yeah, if, see, if Ray Rice can't the, come back, here's the thing: this though, dude better not come back. If he was a, a great offensive player, yeah, he'd be back. But since he ain't, he's like not even on the first first squad. I got you. You know what I'm saying? He he probably be swept under the rug. Yeah, because he's been, he's kind of been a journeyman and like right. play for the Giants. Yeah, so yeah, play he's for not, the Seahawks. Right? They they probably won't bring him back. Now, like I said, if he was a great player, they find a way to bring him back. Which is which is tragedy. Yeah, I mean, but anyway, but anyway. Um, yeah. Let's let's move off that because I could feel my blood just <laughs> just boiling just even right, looking right. at this fool's pitch and talking about him, but. Um, and other uh, quick little NFL news, uh, the great Jason Witten finally called it a career yesterday. The who? The great oh. Jason Witten. I'm sorry, bro. What? I heard Jason, I heard hey, W, and I think it went like. No, no. <laughs> I was like, great? No, no. <laughs> great? <laughs> I would never mention great. I'm like, bro, I what's ne- wrong with First you? First of all, Whitlock is from my city, so I would never uh, mention great and Whitlock in the same sentence I, I, ever. I, I don't know what. For uh, some reason, it just came to my head. Said, this, this nigga just called Jason Whitlock great. Unless I said the greatest, like, unless I said the greatest Uncle Tom, then that's something. That's something else. Whatever strain, take that one back. Take that one back. This, that one is not working. No, no, no. <laughs> No, but Jason Witten uh, finally caught a career. This is his second time actually retiring. Of course, we remember a couple right. of years ago he retired, right. got the itch mm-hmm. after he did a year for Monday Night Football, mm-hmm. went back, and then he didn't have a place in Dallas, so he went to uh, Las Vegas. Right. Um, really didn't do much, um, but I, I'm assuming that he was able to kind of help pass some knowledge to uh, Darren Waller, which mm-hmm. kind of helped him break out this season. Right. But – um. Speaking of breakouts, I know it's too early because we haven't even hit the Super Bowl yet. Mm. Um, but what team do you see next year possibly being that breakout team next year, Big Dog? So here's the thing. I think a lot of it's up in the air depending on where some of these quarterback shuffles go. I hear you. You know, I think that you can look for, depends on San Francisco picking one of those quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. They might be one of the teams to look for. I can see even San Francisco just having majority of their roster coming off of IR. Right. Being a better improvement. Being a better team. Mm-hmm. So, um, whether it's Garoppolo or anybody else. Depends on what the Jets do. I think they can have a, a good season. I'll see them as a 500 team. That's a good season for them. Yeah. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. You're right. I, I think Miami might be the one. They were not going to do the door you know this year. I think Miami might be the one because they were looking pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, defense is playing stellar. Solid. They Or played stellar. Yeah. Because they ain't playing anymore, but yeah. played stellar. And, you know, it depends on the quarterback position. If Tua, if, if Tua go ahead and develop, you have him have a whole year off, you know, to better get in some of the um, – go over the playbook again, get in some of the workouts. Yeah. You know, maybe he will – Come in and improve, and I think I think the um, the Dolphins and see I think it depends on what the Bears do too. So if the Bears get a quarterback, I think they can be one of the teams to look out for too. They definitely need offense. Yes. <laughs> That's a no brainer. I think if they get a quarterback, that could be one of the teams you can look out for. 
I hear you. Um, I'm gonna kind of piggyback off what you said. I like the Dolphins for mm-hmm. sure. I mean, they were they, to me they 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 went ten and six. Um, they were knocking on the door. Um, you know, I think give Tua just some weapons, right? And offensive line. He was successful at Alabama because he was surrounded by all Americans on the outside, all Americans in the backfield, right? And he had a wall of all Americans. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's possible in the NFL to give you just like all stars or pro bowlers all right, over right, the right. whole offense. But if you give him time and you give him somebody to work with when he's throwing it, he, I mean, you saw what he did in Alabama. He's, he's a legit quarterback. I mean, some of that stuff didn't translate this year, but I mean, you're dealing with different variables from NFL to NCAA. Mm-hmm. But um, I like the Dolphins. And they got pretty, they got, they got some, some picks this and uh, draft too. Uh, they got the third overall pick for sure. Mm-hmm. Now, what they do with it, um, of course, they've been linked to Deshaun Watson um, as well. But he doesn't want to go there. N- I, we'll, we'll touch on that in a okay. second. Um, but on the flip side, what team do you actually see that that will probably um, regress going into uh, the upcoming season? Pittsburgh. <laughs> That's actually not a bad bad choice. <laughs> Pittsburgh. I mean, they, I mean, the rights been on the wall with them, right? And Pittsburgh. And see, here's my thing about Pittsburgh. They didn't make the necessary uh, precautions. Take the necessary precautions when it came to Ben. Mm-hmm. Everybody see Ben was getting old. Yeah. And they didn't draft or pick up a good backup. They nothing. Didn't, they didn't prepare. They, they didn't prepare like, themselves. Let's just roll with Ben. Yeah, we're gonna roll. We're gonna roll to the to the wheels fall off. You know, and, and they fell off. And they fell off. Wheels is falling off, dog. <laughs> Ben's running on all flats. <laughs> and he ain't got no run flats. Right. <laughs> so my thing was like, why they didn't prepare for for Ben retirement or just his aging. <sighs> To me, that's the that's probably the one of the most craziest things, especially with a franchise that has developed the standard, right, and have been a, a model of consistency for years. Mm-hmm. Not just like in the last decade. I'm talking about like 40, 50 years. Right, that franchise has been consistent in being one of the best ran franchises in the NFL. Right, and yet they they fumbled the ball. Uh, I mean, on just the one yard line. I mean, look at the Chiefs. They saw that Alex. There was a ceiling with Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. You go ahead, get prepared for the future. Go get Patrick Mahomes. Right. I mean, I mean, uh, the Dolphins. We don't know what's going to happen with Tua, but they went ahead and said, "All right, let's get prepared." Right. I mean, um, the Cardinals went and they was like, "Look, mm-hmm. it's, it's time." Right. We even went got Josh Rosen in the in the top ten. All right, it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Let's go get Kyler Murray. Right. And. You can arguably say that they have a bright future at quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, teams, even with the Packers, they done it twice. You had a, a Hall of Famer in Brett Favre and went ahead and set Aaron Rodgers on the bench for four years. Right. Get ready for the the inevitable. Mm-hmm. You have to make a transition. Right. And they did it again. I don't know what Jordan Love's going to be, but they was like, well, yeah, he's getting up there in age, Aaron Rodgers. Let's go ahead and start get prepared for the future. I. It baffles me that the Pittsburgh Steelers dropped the ball on that. I don't understand. I mean, because they got good pieces. Yeah. And you get a quarterback, you just keep on rolling. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't understand why they didn't pick it. Plus, on, on top of that, you get somebody that Ben can help groom along the way. Mm-hmm. 
and teach him some teach stuff. Teach him. By the time when Ben get ready to retire, he steps right in. You're not missing the beat. You're not missing the beat. Exactly. Yeah, um, that baffles me. Now you said Pittsburgh, and this one might shock you, and it's not me being a hater. Um, I actually see the Bills I thought, regression. I, I thought about that too. I'm like, I'll go say that. Yeah, but hear me out, everybody. Don't 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 jump on me. The reason why I see the Bills regressing is because, for one, if you think if you're going to count out Bill Belichick and the Patriots, you're crazy. <laughs> um, Bill Belichick always has a trick up if it up his sleeves. Mm-hmm. He's always got something brewing, right? And get him with the Patriots. They're getting majority of their defensive starters back that that was on the COVID list. Mm-hmm. They'll be getting them getting them back, right? Um, for sure, they're going to make a quarterback change. Of course. Um, and, I mean, just his genius of what he does, which makes sense to nobody, but makes sense to him, and then it plays out, and then you're like, well, damn, what the, the hell did that come from? What if he get Aaron Rodgers? Man, stop. You know, I can see Aaron Rodgers even possibly, because he sounds like he's not happy in Green Bay. I can see him making a shot at Deshaun. I mm-hmm. can see him... We talked about it. I could see him actually going back and trying to get Jimmy G. Right. Um, I mean, Matthew Stafford will be out there, mm-hmm. who who's a viable uh, choice, who can be a bridge, a right. nice bridge, mm-hmm. till they find their long-term 10, 15 years down the line quarterback. Right. I mean, there's options out there. I mean, with Aaron Rodgers and Matthew Stafford will be a will be bridge quarterback. Oh, yeah. You know, they – it's hard to say, you know, because Tom Brady is the fine age, but yeah, for the for but for general speak, yeah, you would say that most quarterbacks when they try to hit that mid thirty, they start to digress and yeah. skill starters to diminish a little bit. And I don't even see Matthew Stafford uh, regressing. His play's still been top notch. Right. Well, I'm, I'm talking about you know, if you're looking for. A ten-year option. That's not gonna be Stafford. Oh no, 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 no. No, no Rodgers. What I meant to say is like, if you get Matthew Stafford or Aaron Rodgers, those are bridge quarterbacks for the next three possible four years, right? Which gives you time enough to find your ten, fifteen-year down the line mm-hmm. quarterback for the future, right? Um, I also see. I mean, believe it or not, just in that division, why I say the Bills might regress is. Look at Miami. They were they were ten and six, right? And you know, I got a feeling they'll do their best to improve on that ten and six. Mm-hmm. Um, I also see, believe it or not, the Jets have so much cap cap room, and as well as trade capital, right? Because they got they literally have at least like eight eight to ten picks in the first three or four rounds. Like you're getting some of the cream of the cup talent. Mm-hmm. You are. So, they're about to get hella young. Mm-hmm. They're about to be loaded with young talent. So, if the – sorry, Bills Mafia, if you really think that you're just about to run away for this division, <laughs> you had a you, you had a phenomenal year. I'm not saying that you guys won't at all be any, you know, worth nothing next year. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying is, is that that division is going to be tougher to – to maneuver through right. than this year is is going to be a different division, um, but we did bring up a name, uh, Deshaun Watson, and um, his former team or current team, current uh, former team. Yeah, he's about <laughs> to be former team because he he he's making it clear that he don't want to be there. Right. Um, they finally landed on their 
head coaching choice, yeah. Mr. David Cully. Mm-hmm. Um, here's my thing. If you hire somebody based off, quote, unquote, status as an offense, because he's a offensive guy. Right. But the guru. Only, yeah, guru. <laughs> but the only problem is, is that he was the uh, team's wide receiver coach and, and uh, offensive specialist for the Ravens recently. Right. What exactly was explosive about the Ravens' <laughs> offense? What exactly? I, I'm just baffled by this hire because I I don't see him transitioning anything offensively great, or just what has he done that was so phenomenal offensively to mm-hmm. even justify this hire? I'm just I'm not saying he's going because I mean. It's way too early to tell what's going to happen with Deshaun and all that. But, again, Eric Bieniemy is without a, a head coaching job. Right. And that's, 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 that's baffling. I mean, I don't know if they just think – I don't know if he going there and saying, hey, look, man, I'm, I'm really just trying to see what's out there, but I'm going to stick with Andy. Which, which brings me to this point. Is it beneficial or detrimental to him that he's – pretty much in the shadows of Andy because Andy's still pretty much part of the play calling. I know that Eric Bianami is giving input mm-hmm. and, and and he's close with Patrick and, and consulting and coming up with game plans. But right. I don't – I mean, we know the genius of Andy Reid. Right. So is all that credit automatically going to him? or What credit is Eric Bianami getting? Because – I don't know, He's man. not getting these jobs, I mean, man. when you see Andy Reid, even when you listen to interviews, he talk about um, being to me, man. He, you know, he had the most highest praise for him. Mm-hmm. You know, football IQ and, you know, how he's a man, a, a, a leader among men. And, you know, all these different things he says, at least in front of everybody, yeah. sounds good. Now, we don't know what BNME might be saying in the interviews. Mm-hmm. We don't know. Um, we don't know if it's on his side or the team side. But if it's on the organization side, what is their conflict? Because like we talked about last show, Andy Reid's coaching tree is pretty good. Pretty successful, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Except for a few here and there. But for the most, for the part. most part, his coaching tree is pretty good. Yeah. So what is it? I don't, I don't understand it, man. It's 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 it's. it's uh, why would you pick, um, who you pick? You have to pick David over over um Eric. That don't make sense to me. I I was actually surprised your Lions didn't go wait and and wait for the Chiefs yeah. season to be over. I, I don't understand why they didn't get B in me either. You know, when but when I saw that, so okay, that he probably can go to Houston. And then I saw that, and I saw that come across my feed. I was like, "Well, dang, what's going on?" <laughs> so I mean, it, it just makes me wonder what is being to me saying. Yeah, you know, I like to be a fly on the wall in and those just interviews. Hear these interviews, interviews like, yeah. Okay, what's going on? Because even when Andy talk about the way he even does interviews or talk to people when they have a um, a meetings and stuff, he says he's excellent. Mm-hmm. And and just me being a Chiefs fan, I see numerous interviews with being me and. He comes off as the a straight shooter, mm-hmm. no nonsense. Um, Got to put the work in. 
um, not with all the foolishness. Right. Let's make sure that we beat our best kind right. of coach. Right, right, right. And what franchise wouldn't want that? I mean, yeah. what franchise? He look. I know it's beneficial to have Patrick Mahomes. I know it's beneficial to have Tyreek, Travis, all the weapons. I know it is. Yeah, but you I still mean, you still have still, to come up but, with a plan. But for still, it. people people still pull the trigger on Bel- on better on Belichick's coaches. Man, you know what I'm saying. So that, that still doesn't <laughs> make sense to me. You know what I'm saying. So I mean, if they try to use that excuse, say, well, you know, he's a, he's not that great because they got all the weapons. Well, they still you know Tom Brady. They still had Tom Brady over there. Still have Belichick. They still have other players that Brady make look well. Yeah. So you know, is it the system? You know, they kept saying that, but they still took chances on Belichick coaches. So I don't understand why they're not taking chances on being. And they dropped in 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 in, they, in the pot again. And uh, Nick Casario, the the GM, was a former Patriot. So right. That's <sighs> crazy, man. I don't know, man. Um, but enough. I would have took you, uh, Eric. I would have took you. Oh, the Alliance would have took you. Oh, I, if it was me and I was making a decision, I'd be like, come on. That man. was honestly, that was it, to me, it was either the Lions or the Texans that should have grabbed them. And because I don't see how you them, take man. Dan Campbell over, um, Eric Bien. <sighs> I mean, I don't know they're looking for a rah rah guy, that's why they took Dan, Dan Campbell. I yeah, don't know. yeah, but come on, man. We know better. Rah Rah don't get wins. They don't. <laughs> right, that's what Rah Rah guys do. The high, you know, the first year usually that team come out pretty decent. Mm-hmm. You know, because they kind of play off that Rah Rah. Oh yeah, yeah, we hype. Blah blah blah. You know, coach got us playing. After that, after that first year, and people didn't figure y'all out and everything, mm-hmm. and you really got to start scheming and you got to play ball, and, and you really got to start coaching. Yeah, you know, then it'd be like, oh, what happened to? Uh, what happened to that ball? What happened to that? What happened, man? You know, that's <laughs> calling you a guru the first year. <laughs> you went from guru to doo-doo. Hey, man. <laughs> you know what I'm but sometimes you gotta you gotta find find a way to coach and get the top players. Right. Well, not necessarily top players, but you gotta get their top abilities out. Right. And and find sometimes you might find a Hall of Famer in the rough. You never know. But uh, speaking of Hall of Fame, oh. yeah, we're going to switch over to take it to the dime and talk some uh, baseball. Baseball is literally right around the corner. Um, spring training is going to be happening in the next month and a half. Well, we are in January, so they start reporting soon. But um, for the first time since 1960 and the fourth time in, in Major League Baseball history, right. there will be no Hall of Fame class. This is so idiotic to me. You know, the moral clause is stupid. Oh, my goodness. Here's my thing. You don't have to agree about with Kurt Schilling's politics. You don't have to agree with it. Mm-hmm. You know, you can say that you don't like what Barry Bonds did to baseball with steroids. I want to I I, 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 I bring it up. Go ahead. He's never, never tested positive. Right. I mean, of course, we can make accusations and right. assumptions. But he's never tested positive. You can say the same thing with Roger Clemens. You exactly. Bring, you bring up the steroids and everything. But here's the thing. Oh, and Pete Rose. Mm-hmm. Definitely, I got definitely got to say something about Pete Rose. You can still cannot take away what they done for the baseball. Now I hear you. I hear you. You know what I'm saying? I hear you on that diamond. I hear you. Pete Rose 
made me a Cincinnati Reds fan. Him and Johnny Bench mm-hmm. made me Cincinnati Reds fan. Joe Morgan. Yeah, and Joe Morgan. Mm-hmm. Right. R.I.P. Uh, yeah, R.I.P. Um, I was Cincinnati Reds fans because of him. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah, the gambling thing it sucks. But here's the thing: you put him in a Hall of Fame, and you make that a part of his bio. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying, hey, he did this, he did this, and he also gambled on baseball. So then. You can make that a teachable moment, yeah, for people. But to take a, not put them in a hall of fame because of you know because you cause, cause, first of all they, they still say, haven't lifted the ban on him. Here's the thing: it should be a combination of of the writers and players. I don't think it should just be all the writers, yeah. all the writers, and just making that decision. No, I hear you. Players should be on it, and then the fact that you go, they make you go through this tier. Process, you know, what I'm saying no one, very few people get in or don't get in on the first ballot. Mm-hmm. You know, some people be selling there for ten years. Yeah. So like Kirk Schilling, if you don't get over there next year, that's it. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, he's already personally. He said, "Man, take me off. I'm done with this." Right. He's, th- he's fed that, up. I think he's that, mentally done. With I think it. that's crazy <laughs> to have somebody on the list. Like I'm watching. Um, I was watching baseball tonight, and they're showing like uh, who was on there? Golly, uh, some good people. Um, Andy Pettit was on there. Yeah, Andy Pettit. Um, who else was on there? Um, Roger Clemens on that list. Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds, Barry Bonds, Kurt Schilling. Kurt Schilling. Um, um, Omar Vizcal was on there. Uh, 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 Omar Vizcal? Yeah, he was on there. I think Jose Canseco was uh, probably still on that list. Um, it was a few other people that was on there that only had like 20%, mm-hmm. 30%. And they, I think it's I a mandatory like, 75% to get what? in or something like that. That's crazy. See, if a player was on there, I think they, 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 they would at, see what that person added to baseball because they played, made a play played against them. them. Yeah, watch them play. See, so it's, it's a difference when you watch somebody play or you play against somebody. It's, it's and you, two different and, perspectives, and, and, and you have that that same skill or know about yeah. the sport from it's two playing. Di- it's two different perspectives. You know, what see, I'm saying? and just to pick back off what you're saying. Like with all these baseball writers being the gatekeepers of who gets in, right? It, to me, it's annoying mm-hmm. because when exactly were they behind the plate facing a ninety-eight mile per hour fastball right. and smacked it out the home, uh, smacked mm-hmm. it out the park? Mm-mm. You can't sit here and tell me that um, just because allegedly that Barry Bonds used steroids mm-hmm. or Mark McGuire right, or Sammy Sosa, right. who Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, all, also on that list as well, right. waiting um, to get in. Mm-hmm. And they won't allow him in because of moral issues. Right. My thing is, is okay, so I'm not defending the use of, of steroids. What I'm saying is it still takes skills to focus your eyes and make sure that you're timing it right to hit a 98 mile well, per hour. Thing. Barry, Barry Bonds was a Hall of Fame before, before steroids. Before he got big. Allegedly. <laughs> before he got big. Yeah, yeah. Before he swole up. Yeah. Barry Bonds still was going to be a Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's just dumb. I I don't know. I don't know what they're what they're doing. What what kind of process that? I think that's one thing that's probably irritating me is if if you're doing Hall of Fame or considering what is Hall of Fame worthy, right? What's the actual criteria, right? Because now it just seems like it's just a it's just a. a a moral argument. Here, here's the thing. Mark my words. If we're around to see it, when Pete Rose pass away, they're gonna put him in the Hall of Fame. 
Man, but that's too late to give the man Mark, his roses. My word, that's what's gonna happen. It's it's gonna be too late when to he give the man his away, roses. They're gonna put him in the Hall of Fame, which is which and, is and, and they're gonna start. Oh, you know, he was the greatest player. I know what he did. I think that's the dumbest thing in the world. <laughs> it is dumb, but you mark my words. Whoever heard hear this broadcast, when Pete Rose pass away, they're gonna put him in the Hall of Fame. Just look at it this way. So baseball ratings mm-hmm. were in the dump, right? And then 97, 98 happened mm-hmm. when uh, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa started the home run chase. Right. And Barry Bonds was soon after that. Mm-hmm. They literally, just those three gentlemen themselves, literally, can you throw King Griffey Jr. Right. in there? Resurrected baseball. Resurrected the game of baseball. Mm-hmm. People were not watching baseball. They right. weren't. Mm-hmm. And now the numbers of viewership is still slumping because now – you don't have the home run chase no more. You mm-hmm. don't. You don't have the that exciting part of baseball no more. Mm-hmm. I mean, I personally watch baseball because I love baseball. I played baseball even before I played right. football. Right. But if you think that's why the NBA will, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, Major League Baseball will be behind NBA. It will always be behind NFL because what exactly are they doing to attract people? And you not putting in the greatest players to ever play the sport into the Hall of Fame because of moral code. But here's my How thing. is that attracting people to watch my, it? Here's my thing about that. Everybody loved Derek Jeter, right? Oh, I loved it. Loved it, you know, But Derek Jeter was known to be with a whole lot of women. Yeah. Yo, yo. No, he, I, he used to send shorties home with the gift bag. <laughs> but, <laughs> but here's my thing. To some people... That that's a, that's 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 morally yeah. wrong. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I hate, I hate. So trust me, yeah, I'm not gonna fight you on that argument. I'm with so you. So who's on that. this? You know, so how can and he'll be a shoe he, in Hall of he'll Fame. He'll be a shoe in Hall of Fame. We yeah. already know that. You know what I'm saying? But no one's gonna bring that up for his moral character. Yeah, no one's gonna bring that up. You know. So it's like to me, the moral aspect is dumb because it's it's on a sliding scale. Oh. Uh. You know what I'm saying? They slide it for this person, slide, slide it back down person. for that person. Right. And then yeah. it's based on perception. What someone perceives to be more immoral and what someone perceives to be moral. So I think to have a moral clause is dumb. They they gotta they gotta they have to reevaluate their actual scale and what is a Hall of Famer. Right. I, I, there's no way that Pete Rose shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Pete Rose should be in there. Roger Clemens. Roger Clemens should be in there. Kirk Schiller. All of them. Mm-hmm. Because you to me, the the and Hall of and I hated Boston. I, I hated them too. But my thing is, is Hall of Fame to me is the epitome of the best of the best. Right. And for you to not say that they're not the best because allegedly of whatever performance enhancing substance that they use or what they did off the field, it, like to me is is asinine. It is. And, and I'm sorry, uh, Major League Baseball, y'all will not gain viewership. By still allowing writers who probably never even made it to damn single A baseball in right. their life, controlling being the gatekeepers, right? Or who gets into the Hall of Fame? I agree. It's asinine. But everybody, we about to take a quick break. Um, so uh, go get your drink, go get your popcorn ready, and we'll be right back. And we gonna get into some basketball talk. Looking for a great home cooked meal, and you don't have time to prepare it? Well, your solution is here. Mad Mac Catering. The food is made with love and with a touch of soul. Contact us at 704-516-4334 or on Twitter at SmadMac 
or the website www.madmax.net. That's www.madmax.net. Back, I'm over here fucking up, man. You got my heads on. But anyway, <laughs> we back up in this. Oh, we back up in this piece. <laughs> um, do us a favor, go over, like, share, comment. I mean, spread the word. Right, right. I own W Sports. We do this with love. We do this with passion because we both love sports and we love and we both been caught in the, the podcast <laughs> bug, especially me. Um, so um, please do us a great favor and, and, and share, like, right, comment, right, 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 all that stuff. But it's your boy, Wild Kamara, that nigga male. And we are <laughs> going to hop in. We're going to go, <laughs> going above the rim. <laughs> but um it's crazy um a lot of players around the league this week have been um paying tribute to uh the uh, the great Kobe Bryant right um in his daughter Gianna Santa's plug um I often wonder we did a uh, episode on Yes, that. yes we check did. It, check it out. Go ahead check that out. Um we gave our reaction of the passing of Kobe Bryant right. nearly hours after it happened. Right. Um, but um, Tuesday, I believe, was the um, one-year anniversary. anniversary of his uh, untimely uh, passing mm-hmm. along with um, six other individuals that was on that plane, including his daughter. Um, Kobe was literally my favorite player. Um, I I had I literally had shirts. <laughs> Uh, with Kobe's face and Mamba's all draped over his face. Right, right. Um, I got um, a shirt when uh, five-time champion. He has five in the air, um, his last championship. Um, Kobe was – Kobe, to me, was the second coming of MJ. <laughs> um, of course, I got to see the latter years, probably the last, I think, what, 91 mm-hmm. when I started – was old enough to to really recognize basketball, right. so right um, to see the latter years of MJ, and then see all of Kobe's career. Um, I mean, I was I never mean, good. seen the best part. Of yeah, I seen the best part. I mean, I wasn't because in the eighties he was still getting beat up by the still business. getting his ass whooped. Yeah, he was. <laughs> um, but I mean, I was never going to make it as an NBA player. But I mean, you know, every guy that has played sports, I picked up the basketball because of people like. Kobe and, mm-hmm. and MJ. So um that was still I still can't believe it. I'm still trying to trying to process that he's not here. Right. And it's weird because a person that you never met and you've seen from afar through TV mm-hmm. and just his impact still like it's crazy. Every time he went to Charlotte to play the Bobcats, I always went to the Lakers game. Right. right. I went every time. Even if I I had to scrunch, you know, strength, get some chains together, and make sure I went because I had to see Kobe. Um, Joel and B wore some uh, some shoes last night with uh, Kobe's number on it and Gianna's number, paying paying tribute. Right. Um. So the tribute's probably going to continue all week. Mm-hmm. Um, LeBron and AD said their piece in the interviews. Um, but just real quick, big bro, man. I know it's been a minute, but how, how are you still processing this situation with him not being with us anymore? I mean, it's, it's one of those things like, first, let's say when, when a player retires, mm-hmm. you know, you got to kind of get used to that player not being 
in that particular sport, especially a, a player of great impact. You talk about MJ, you know, when MJ retired, you just kind of like, wow, it's going to be funny not seeing him here. Barkley retired, you know. But then you, in the back of your mind, you say, okay, I wonder what they're going to do after retirement. I'm kind of wait. But when a person is taken away from you tragically and what we consider before their time, mm-hmm. then that makes a greater impact on your psyche because, like, not only do you not see them in your favorite sport, you won't even be able to see them, what they're going to do after, after that it. particular sport. Yeah. You know, and then all you, and all you can do is just kind of remember their greatness. And so when you talk about specifically about Kobe Bryant, it shows you of his greatness because you can see the mark that he left mm-hmm. in the NBA. Yeah. You know, he left, I mean... I remember watching him play and some of the, and watching some of the highlights and watching stuff he he done. He was like, "Man, I can't believe he just did that," you know. And then when you think he can't outdo that, he'll come back he and do something another, else. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, to eighty-one points. Man, I will forever remember that game. Right. I mean, Jalen Rose probably could never live that shit down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. But to his credit, he's been always fine, you know, the humor in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, like, man, they, you 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 just sit there in amazement. You're like, yo, man, this this, this is cooking, <laughs> right? He, he cooking, right? And then next thing you know, you you like you look at the scoreboard. Like, oh, this cat got eighty one. <laughs> oh, oh, right. I mean, when Will Chamberlain <laughs> scored a hundred points, you never thought nobody ever actually come, you know, close, to come close to that. Yeah. And then you're talking about two different eras. Mm-hmm. You know, there wasn't too many people that dominated Will Chamberlain and probably Bill Russell, mm-hmm. you know, back in that era. Back in that era, yeah, yeah. Right, you know what I'm saying? Oh, they, they were men, minimus boys, for right. sure. So then when you come into an era like today where there's players a lot faster mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and he played in two decades, you know, that's an accomplishment, man. Mm-hmm. And I mean... You didn't see much diminish of his skill, even when he retired. Yeah, you know, you didn't see much diminish. You can see, I mean, you can you can argue there's a few things there, but I mean, the uh, like I like we said before on a show we did, uh, uh, old Kobe is better than some of the new players coming in the league. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Some of the skills he still portrayed. Now you right. So yeah, I think that you know Kobe Bryant, um. If you remember anything, if he can be a lesson for anything, he can be a lesson for work ethic, mm-hmm. you know, killer instinct. Yeah. I think those two things is what really remind me of Kobe Bryant. That's something you can take with you. Work ethic and killer instinct, you know, into you. anything, any profession that you do, anything you do in life. Yeah. You know, take that with you. And if you want to uplift his memory, use those skills that he to do that. Yeah. To do that. Well those attributes, I say that. Use yeah. those attributes of Kobe Bryant into your life and that'll help his memory to stay on. You know, just to ride off what you just said, because mm-hmm. it something popped in my head when you said that. What I love the most about Kobe is he was never afraid to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the situation he had that went down in Colorado. Right. And his name getting drugged through the mud. Mm-hmm. You're this, you're that. And for him to not only bounce back from that, learn from that, 
I mean, he you can arguably say that he came back better from that situation because not only was his his freedom was on the line, his his whole reputation of of, of a man was was on the line. Right. And he showed that it's okay to be human and you're going to make mistakes. And it's okay to have anal sex. <laughs> um, sir, sir, what? Yeah, that that yeah, no. I mean, it's not okay. I'm not saying that's not okay. You, but you against it? <laughs> what, what are you saying here? No. What are you saying here, sir? What are you saying? <laughs> I'm just saying. Talk, man. Talk. No. <laughs> I can't. We we gonna move on. <laughs> Cause you would throw me way the fuck off with that's that one. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> if anal's what you do, do what you do. All right, you know, Just I saying. can't confirm or deny whether I like that or not. You know, or, well, anyway, uh, clarify. I mean, no, no, clarify. no. What do you mean, sir? What do you mean? I mean, what do you mean? See, see that's why. What do you that's mean? What, that's exactly why we moving on. Is because talking about jailhouse experience. No, 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 no. I, I am, I am, I. Am, you say you can't get defer, uh, no, confirm or deny whether no, you like I, it. As in, like you know, giving it, not receiving it. Okay, right? I just want to make sure. Right. I mean, I ain't saying I'm wrong. With no, you. no. Do what you do. <laughs> <laughs> do what you do. <laughs> I'm still love you, man. You still oh my boy. Oh my god! I might side eye you a little bit, but you still my boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's move. Yeah, let's move on because you have hijacked this whole segment to another level and to somewhere that it had no business going to. <laughs> so, um, yeah, let's move on. Um, let's let's play GM role. Okay. So, you have been hired. GM of a of a new franchise. Okay. All right. What? Let's start it start it this way. Let's right. let's back up. Mm-hmm. All right. So there's a few players out there okay. that I feel need a change of scenery. All right. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop a couple of names. Um, I think Andre Andre Drummond needs a change of scenery. Okay. Um, he went from. Detroit, as you know, mm-hmm. and then uh, he's right been down Cle- the highway. Yeah, <laughs> now he went down the highway, went to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. So he went from losing franchise to a losing, losing franchise. franchise. <laughs> so I think he deserves a uh, a change of scenery. Right, um, he can be beneficial to a, a lot some of a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been rumors floating around that he might get a buyout, or if not a buyout, is Able to be met, maybe a possible trade. Mm-hmm. But if he were to be buyout, what team? What team you think could use Andre Drummond now that could possibly help them get over that little hump? I think I would like to see him go to Golden State. Ooh, I he, didn't even think of that. Because he'd be he just like Andre. I don't say his name right. Iguodala. Iguodala. Yeah, I mean he's a another one. And look how look how effective he was with Golden State. I now that you, I didn't even see that. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, but look at it, look at it this way, because Andre Dum, Andre Drummond is probably one of the last few remaining big body centers left in the league, and I think that if you add him to Golden State, that that helps take off some of the pressure from Draymond on, right. the, on the defensive end, right? 
and that kind of frees the other guys up to not strain so much energy on playing defense. I'm not saying that they shouldn't still play defense, but mm-hmm. knowing that you got a, a seven footer back there, six eleven seven footer back there that's going to protect the rim, right? That takes away one whole aspect of another team's offense. Mm-hmm. So pretty much. Not you're not getting no easy points. You're not getting these layups. You're not getting no dunks. Right. I'm gonna shut that down. Shut it all I'm gonna down. make you shoot. Right. Um. And you you got the inside out with him. Yes. You can kick it into him. He, they, they collapse on. Him. He's kick it out to. He's um, walking fifteen. Clay. He's walking I mean, fifteen Clay, rebounds. Um, uh, Steph. Steph. Because yeah. Clay ain't gonna you kick out nah, Clay. Nah. You ain't getting nothing. No. <laughs> nah, Clay, Clay still hurt. He, yeah. He I, he done for the year. Right. I think maybe if the the team makes it to the finals, he might have a shot at coming back, but. Right, that's way down the line. Mm-hmm. I mean, NBA first of all got to get they got to get their COVID situation under control oh, first. That's a whole other issue. Well, I mean, just a sidebar. Um, they keep coming up with games post like literally on my feed mm-hmm. on my ESPN app. It gives you the list of all the games, right? And literally half of them are canceled or postponed because of COVID. That's crazy. <laughs> so I don't know how the hell they're gonna finish this season. I don't know why they just didn't do the bubble again. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it. They yeah. should have. should have kept the bubble, man. It's, it, 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 it was successful. It was. I mean, yeah, it, it was. this is a longer period of time. But yeah. So here's my thing. It goes back to what we said before about health. Mm-hmm. You know, is health more important than, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean is, is making this money more important than people's life, people's health? You know, where, yeah, people might be, might have a few people disgruntled and stuff like that. But at the same time, you are protecting them and the sport. Because mm-hmm. if you keep postponing games, people may lose interest. Yeah. Oh man, whatever. Man. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna turn on something else. Because you know? it, there's no, there's no definitive way to control it when they're outside of the bubble. Right. Because they they just keep coming up with postponement at the at the postponement, and like I said. They already took 10 games off, so they went from 82 to 72. Right. And then now, you're still trying to figure out how they're going to even get these games that's been postponed and trying to put them and reschedule them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's and it goes back to the health thing. Because if they're trying to get all these games made up, there there's probably might be times that these cats are going to be going three, four days in a row playing playing ball. Right. How was so that? That's a lot of wear and tear on their body. Wear and tear, yes. yes. And you doing cutting and all this and jumping and that's your knees and your joints, you know, all that. And that's detrimental to people like Kyrie. Right. Who's Who hasn't been. Who I got noodle ankles. Yeah, he, he hasn't been the most durable guy. Right. That's also might be uh, detrimental to Anthony Davis. Oh, yeah. He's had his own ankle and knee mm-hmm. issues. Um. So, but, but back to the original uh Train of thought mm. on people that I think might need to change the scenery. Um, I would like to see Bradley Bill get out of Washington. Yeah, just did you see that picture the other day? Get away from Russell Westbrook. He, oh my gosh, what is it about Russell Westbrook that sucks the life out of people, bro? Because Russell is about Russell. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's just like, all right, bro, come on, man. Okay, you you, you score good. All right, can can we get some of that? You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Your triple-doubles look good. They look good for yeah, you. And we losing. Right. <laughs> Who cares about that if you ain't winning nothing? <laughs> no, you're right. You know what I'm saying? So you're it's right. like people probably get fed up with that. Like, I just know it. Hey, this nigga go again. I mean, it's right now. You're only, passing me, you're only passing the ball to me so you can add to your assist score. 
You know what I'm saying? Your assist total. No, you're right. You know, once you hit that, that the, once you hit the double, you like, all right, nigga, I'm good. <laughs> Let me go on here and shoot this. Yeah. Speaking of Anthony Davis, he just already been ruled out against the Pistons today. See? Yeah. It's ridiculous, man. Yeah, man. I mean, it's it's getting it's getting hard out here for these boys. Um, but back to Bradley Bill, I think even when he was playing with John Wall. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, John Wall's been having his whole health issues, staying right. healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, Bradley Bill was was the only option there. Right. And so he was still getting his numbers, still, you know, showing up. Mm-hmm. But to me, that franchise isn't going nowhere. They're not. They're not. They're in the East and still not even competing for one of the top spots in the East. Right. Like, to me, that says something. Mm-hmm. Like, he's wasting years valuable years of productiveness that can be that can be used somewhere to not only you know for him personally but to a franchise so where you t- where do you put them where do you send them honestly as a gm where where'd you where, where'd you get on i mean i'm not gonna go with the obvious choices like you know Lakers. i i thought that the lakers would have Make a chance to go get him mm-hmm. after they got AD, right? Because I would have loved to see Bradley, LeBron, and AD. Okay, because you got Brian that he he's a facilitator. Mm-hmm. AD's just your big man that's going to you know spread the floor, right? Um, I thought Bill would have been a, a good addition to be that that great third option. Right. Because at some point, somebody has to sit down on the bench. I thought he would have been a great option to still um, keep up the offensive production mm-hmm. while Bron gets a rest. And, and you you know, interchange between having Bradley and AD on the floor and then interchange having Bradley and Bron on the floor. You can go. You can play small ball, yeah. put Bron in center. Yeah, I mean, Bron – well, because, I mean, most teams right now – don't have a true six eleven seven foot center like that, right? So yeah, Brian would have easily been able to play the four mm-hmm. every now and then, play a little five, right? So I mean, most most teams are running small ball anyway, where your tallest guy on the field is six nine six ten, right? So hey, hey, I'm I'm with you on that. Um, I would have I wouldn't mind seeing Bradley Beal go to a young team like Phoenix, Sacramento. Fingers would be nice over there with um book book and um CP man yeah. that would be nice. DeAndre Ayton's not too bad this year. Yeah, I I'm not dissing on DeAndre Ayton. I just feel that having a veteran presence like CP is helped take that guy's game to another level. Because if CP went there, I'd have been, I'd have put DeAndre Ayton on his list. Because mm-hmm. he ever since he got drafted, he's been just. I mean, this a small blip on the radar. Let me see. You know, Chris Paul makes almost every team he go to better. But he brings a certain dog right. mentality to that mm-hmm. team. He brings a certain presence to that team. Right. Yeah, he hasn't won the big one, but he, I mean, just like when we had Jay on the show, mm-hmm. like, Jay said it. You can't hate on the the mentality that he brings to a team. He brings a right. winning mentality right. to each team that he's at. Mm-hmm. Each team that he has gone to was a was a team that was in the cave. They were they were they right. were cave dwellers. They mm-hmm. was in the bottom. They was in the cellar. Right. And you add him to the team, and that team is relevant again. And in discussion again. Yeah, yeah. 
So um, I'm trying to think of who else might might need a a, a change of scenery. Hmm. Mm. The um, the whole pissing team. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, y'all might y'all might need a whole, need whole, whole roster change. <laughs> Go ahead and get rid of Blake. All of them. That nigga Blake. I you know look at, he don't never he don't never be on the court. It's not just that. I be looking at my feet. Blake is back. He was gone again. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just that he's always hurt. It's just the fact that he's he's probably like the the earlier version of of a Greek freak. He's okay. the earlier version of. Of certain players that haven't really developed a mid-range game, mm-hmm. and because Blake was all catch me on the oop, mm-hmm. or I'm trying to post up. It's I, my thing about Blake. I think Blake is was not a player that you build around. He's more of a, a complimentary player. Mm-hmm. You already got your superstar. Did he bring Blake in? To compliment that person, because think, think about when he was with LA. He might be that guy that may need to change the scenery. Yeah, think about who's with LA. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The way they use them, stuff like that. The pick and roll, pick and roll. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He was a good complimentary player to come in and get those points, get those blocks. Ooh. Put Blake Griffin on the Atlanta Hawks. Yeah, that'd be nice. Put Blake. Griffin in retirement. <laughs> <laughs> you just done with him, huh? <laughs> bah, bah. <laughs> See you, nigga. <laughs> now, now, I only say that just I wouldn't, I wouldn't give up any of your core players on the Atlanta Hawks to go get Blake Griffin. Nah. No, because to me that'd be idiotic. They yeah, got a great, good core player. Yeah, they got a great good, young good, core. Yeah, they do. But I mean. I wouldn't mind seeing Blake on that team being the sixth man, come off the bench. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I if he can if he can manage to to you know play fifty five, maybe sixty games mm-hmm. and stop being hurt. I mean, I, I it don't wouldn't. seem like he but he can do that, man. It just doesn't seem like it's, he can do that <laughs> for real. That's how I look up. My man's always, always hurt. hurt. No, I feel you. Um. Who else might need to change the scenery? I can't think off the top of my head. But you know, so Andre German, right? Bradley Bill, mm-hmm. I think Blake Griffin for sure, right? Oh, Zach Levine for Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, yes and no. I mean, I think Chicago need to put some more players over there, and I think they'd be okay. I just think the problem is that they don't have nobody. They have they really ain't had a team in a while. They had a whole bunch of players over there at one time, but they didn't have a team. I just think some of the acquisitions, uh, or I'm sorry, let me put it this way: maybe the draft choices had just haven't worked out. Right, they just haven't panned out to what they thought they was going to be. Mm-hmm. Like uh, what's uh, Wendell Carter? I'm not sure what he's doing. I mean that I don't. If he's not been a couple of years, he's been hurt. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he's not really, you know, like because when when he was in college, he was he was a walking double double, right, right. And then he gets in the NBA, and then of course it's two different games. But still, he was like, 
Maybe that learning curve for some of these cats is just too deep. Maybe, man. <laughs> Might be too steep. <laughs> that it's just not transferring over. Um, but um, let's do a quick little GM roll again. Okay. Um, give me your give me your your starting five if you were putting a team together right now. I know it's on the spot. I mean, of course you're gonna get LeBron. I think I think you can always use LeBron on your team. Mm-hmm. And see, my thing is like people always say, you know, sometimes go against LeBron and he ain't all that. But I like the, his overall game. Mm-hmm. I may not be his biggest fan, but you're talking about a team wide. He's gonna play the role he needs to play to help win. He elevates players. And I think yeah, I think that's what's good about any player. So if I'm building a team, I'm looking at that. Yeah, not only skill. But what is that person going to bring to my team? I, I hear you. Because if I was just looking at skill, then I'll put James Harden on my team. Yeah. Well, I'll put Russell, Redbrook, Russell Westbrook on my no, team. God. You know what I'm saying? If I was looking at skill. <laughs> yeah. But I got to look at skill. If, if, I wanna put, if I want to put butts in seats, I'll right. go get them. So then I, and I get uh, Chris Paul. Oh, yeah. That you was definitely on my list. Because he, he's going to elevate the players. He's going to facilitate. He can shoot the ball. So he's going to make you a good winning team. I get uh, Zion. Really? Yeah. I'm 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 not sold that he's able to stay healthy for a whole season, and I'm also not sold that he's going to be able to develop an outside shot because I I would probably put him in the same category as Blake. Greek freak, mm-hmm. cats like that. That, yeah, you're gonna get the highlight, and he he gonna dunk on you. Right. Good luck. Look <laughs> down below. Right. <laughs> but here's my thing with that. Well, you got LeBron. Okay. You got Chris Paul. Okay. So now you got Zion. Oh, Those okay. two. What? Okay. I see game. what you're saying. I so see saying, what you're saying. Okay. Right. And then you got you have to you got two people already on your team. That can clog the paint. That can work in the paint. Okay. You know what I'm saying? See, now you got some versatility there. Okay. The inside-outside uh, game. Right. I hear you. St- Steph Curry. Oh. Greatest outside shooter is. You know? So I just need one more player. I need a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> Steph! Go get it. Uh, you, the yellow nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> um, who else? Who my fifth player? Got my beard, got my, got my defense. I guess I want some height. I can go with AD or a Bradley Bill. I mean, the NBA is so so positionless now. Really I mean, because with those players right there, yeah. I can really plug in just about anybody. You know what I'm saying right now? Because or I can put in on on Lillard. Lillard. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Kawhi? No. Oh, oh, you talking about Damian Lillard? Damian Lillard, yeah. I like Dame's game. You know what I'm saying? I do like it. So now you got him and Steph running the guard position. We ain't going to put CP. Huh? We going to put CP. I'm saying, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay. Okay. I was like, like, where you going? (laughs) (laughs) Then I'm saying, but you got that versatility, so I can put Steph at the three spot. Uh, you know what I'm saying? He's a small three. That's okay. <laughs> but I mean, NBA is so positionless you know anyway. Yeah. Or you can put uh, 
Damien at the three spot. Okay. Let them two run point. You got two big men. I don't know, man. I mean, I think with those four that I pick originally, I can just plug anybody. There. Okay. You know so, what I'm saying? So, so your fifth is just who the fuck ever. Right. <laughs> and you. You? That nigga dumping the trash. Come on. <laughs> Suit up. Hey, don't put the janitor on there, bro. <laughs> Suit up, nigga. No, Suit up. bro. <laughs> You're like the fish to say Pittsburgh. Oh, there. my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but seriously, though, seriously, I think with those four, though, you can plug anybody in there. Okay. You know, um... To be on on a serious tip, you know, I, I need a nice young player. I think I need a nice young player in there. Yeah, yeah. you take some thought down. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm I'm run off my foot. Um, I'm definitely. I, some of ours gonna gonna cross cross reference. Uh, definitely, I'm definitely taking CP three. Uh-huh. I just love his mentality, dog. Like he he's accountable mm-hmm. and he holds his teammates accountable. Right. So I I mean, you can't you can't put no kind of measurements on that. Um I will put I would definitely put Steph on there cuz when I need a bucket, right. <laughs> I mean, that that that's a guy closest to as automatic as Hell, you I get. I put Clay Thompson on my team. I mean that's not a bad choice though. Yeah, I feel like, and we good now. Um, so that's my five new. <laughs> so I got I got uh, Steph, Steph CP. I got Steph CP. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, instead of LeBron. I'm gonna go with KD. Okay, that's that's a good choice. I mean, that's a good choice. When, when you just got a six eleven seven foot sharpshooter, yeah, that's a good choice. Shoot, you got three good shooters already. Shooters for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, I would go Andre Dr- Andre Drummond mm-hmm. because, like I said earlier, I just need a guy that's just gonna make you offensively one dimensional. Mm-hmm. Like, ain't no inside game. Ain't no, ain't no coming in here and getting right. none of these buckets. None of that. Right. You know what? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna stick with him. Cause I almost said Rudy Gobert, I almost, but I'm gonna go Andre though. Okay. Um, says Andre, CP, Steph. <sighs> Who else? Like I said, KD. It's four. Mm-hmm. You need one more. Give me Draymond. There you go. That's your five. Cause I mean, Draymond. You heard it for Gian Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Dr- Draymond is gonna he, one. He's gonna play defense. Mm. He's gonna facilitate. He he man, his yeah. passes, his passing skills is underrated. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you talking about a dude that's gonna fight for your team, like literally right. fight for your <laughs> <Right>. team. <laughs> that's that sag. That's, that's a sag dog in him. Hey, shout out to sagging all. Hey, I I like I sag nasty. I like Draymond when he's at state. I mean, I know you're not gonna say it, but I mean, <laughs> hey, you are such a homer, dog. <laughs> I mean, you know, I can I can represent him. Oh he's, my god, he's in Saginaw. Oh my god, once he went to uh, Lansing, I came. Then <laughs> went to East Lansing. It's all right. You are such a homer, dog. I don't even, I, I, buy, I don't even go past East. Lansing. Oh my gosh, this guy over here. <laughs> I don't like Melon Levis to the capital. <laughs> but, but anyway. That's that's our GM roles. If we was ever be fortunate to get a GM role, right? I mean, 
It'll never happen, but you know, we always play fantasy basketball. Don't give me the role, just give me the salary. Oh, I take the salary. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of these GMs is over here getting paid pretty nicely to start oh, yeah. putting up some garbage teams. I, I mean, know that's right. I mean, hell, I, you still got a job, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll be GM of the of the of the Magic or the Pistons. <laughs> Shit, oh, teams, shoot. teams they, ain't going they, nowhere. They probably can use you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might have some insight these niggas might not got. <laughs> Shit, but all right, folks, we have got to that time. That time of the show. Oh yeah, play that shit, dog. Holla at your boy. Holla at your boy. Say it with your chest. It's that time to get it off your chest. Dun dun dun. <laughs> now, I really ain't gonna be too angry on this one. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. But uh, when it comes to building a team, since we just played GM role, mm-hmm. I am to the point where some of these cats are just, they're just so wealthy that they're just losing their, their sanity and it's just mm. being idiot, idiots like hell. Um, to you Houston Texans, Front office, you guys are probably one of the most dumbest motherfuckers in the world. Mm, mm, mm. I mean, they just they they just won't get right. They they that if if they was your kinfolk, they be that cousin that just can't, can't get, get can't right. Get right. <laughs> they 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 got locked up, and then they just got out, and you you like man, cuz man, it's good to see you. Man, I, I come I come link up with you in a couple of days. And you go back to Ken Folk House and, locked and he up. locked up again. <laughs> what is y'all doing? So Deshaun Watson has officially asked to get up out of there. What in the world are y'all doing to make literally one of the best quarterbacks in the league so ticked off that he don't want to be there? Like, but it's it's not just franchises like like the Texans that are just just idiots. I mean, you can you can even put the Detroit Pistons front office in there. Yeah, they, they can't keep a, a, a consistent team of talented players at all to save their franchise. Man, what is it? About getting money that makes people in those p- power positions just just dumb as shit. I, <laughs> I hate to put it that way, but I mean, you 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 might even put your whole Jaguars, Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. I would say they they were a franchise that was just in the AFC Championship game. What three four years removed, mm-hmm. and every. Just about every player that helped get them to there ain't even on the team no more. That's crazy, man. Like, like literally, you you they were minutes away from going to a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and the players that helped get you there ain't even there no more. So, to all you you rich some of my bitches, they got <laughs> all this money on. <laughs> 
Yeah, all you rich summer bitches that got all this money owning uh, franchises, whether it's NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball. Why don't y'all hire somebody and let them do their job? Yes. Just find the best candidate to be your general manager, have all control of all personnel, and you just sit on your ass, collect checks, and write checks. That's it. Stay the hell out the way. I could put Jerry Jones in that boat, too. Uh, most definitely. Cowboy fans. Write the checks. Collect the checks. Get the hell out the way. It makes To me, it makes no sense, especially for Jerry Jones. He won't hire... A true general manager. He wants to have control of it. So he gets his son and puts a label on it that he's general manager. But we all know who's calling the shots and pulling the string. Right. All you rich some of my bitches, write the checks, collect the checks, get the hell out the way. <laughs> I'm done with y'all sons of bitches, man. Rich bastards. Don't make no damn sense. Drop bomb on your punk asses. <laughs> Go ahead, big bro. Well, for me, I want to talk about. Hold on, let me. I got some messages here. <laughs> Y'all, they are terrible. Deshaun was smart too. He <laughs> says, "Sign that four-year, hundred and fifty-six mil contract <laughs> before he demanded trade." Yeah, good about that. Was that was sincere? Oh, sincere. What up, why? <laughs> um. Hey, you know what's crazy? What's that? Deshaun. Has a no trade clause, which you really don't hear a lot of in the NFL having a no trade clause. Right. So he has, to me, has the power of where he wants to go. So it no matter what the team says, like, oh, we got this trade set up, oh, we gonna send you here. He can veto that shit. Like, nah, nah, ain't with it. Which is weird that you don't hear that a lot in the NFL. You usually hear that in like baseball, basketball. But hey, Deshaun got the power. Anyway, I'm done. <laughs> Well, Michael Nunn, Ray Boo Boo Mancini, Hector Matthew Camacho, mm-hmm. Tyson, mm-hmm. I mean, Muhammad Ali, Sugar Ray Leonard, Don't Thomas like a butterfly, like a bee. Marvin Hagler, mm-hmm. and the list goes on. Yeah. Elite the, boxers. Right. Lennox Lewis. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Um... I just go on down the list. Sweet P. Right. Jake Paul. Oh, my gosh. Is Jake Paul good or bad for boxing? Mm. Now, here's my thing. In some ways, I say he's good. I mean, you got to hand it to the brother. He go in. Fight Nate Robinson and come out with six hundred thousand mm. dollars. That's a nice, that's a nice bag. That's a nice up bag. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The way he's trolling um, Conor McGregor, he's bringing a t- attention to boxing. Because mm-hmm. you know, you think about it, a lot of people ran away from boxing and went to uh, MMA, UN- MMA US- yeah. you know, UFC. So boxing is really like looking like what we gonna do? I mean, I can I just named those boxers off the top of my head. Yeah. It's not too many boxers that the average person can name in today's game. Yeah. 
off the top of the head. You know, because boxing is just like it's falling to the wayside. And so we're in a new era where social media is king. Mm-hmm. Uh, boxing will continue to suffer when they don't have a marketable and competitive heavyweight division. I agree with you, uh, Sincere. I agree with you. And that's kind of my point, too. You know, um, boxing has suffered a lot. You got they competing with uh, MMA. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things. They, when they took it into the pay-per-view uh, thing, I think that kind of gave it away because I remember when we used to come on the Wild Wild World of Sports. Yeah. Every Saturday, you watching boxing. Yeah. So it's right there. You think about the NFL. You think about the NBA. You think about MLB and uh, even NASCAR. I saw a commercial on NASCAR the other day, and they went. They had like a little, um, like a little skit they was doing. Yeah. The commercial, uh, and it kind of makes you put those uh, drivers in your mind. Oh, that's so and so. Oh, that's so and so. That's so and so. They faces are right there. You, you, even if you're not in a NASCAR, you know those faces of those people because because the commercial they're on TV. They promote them. They promote them. Yeah. Same with um, even to a degree NHL and um, and uh, football, soccer. Mm-hmm. You know, soccer not as much as the rest, but still, you recognize some of those players because it's being promoted. Now, unless you got um, Showtime, where boxing's at, you're not really watching a lot of boxing. Or unless you have a new pay for pay for a pay per view, you're not watching boxing. Yeah, you know, it's like out of sight, out of mind. Now here comes Jake Paul, social media king. He's always posting something about him boxing the next person. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or while he's getting ready, he already signed that contract. The person he's boxing, yeah, he's, he's front row and center. You seeing that? You know. So in that part, it's good for he, boxing. He's bringing eyes. He's bringing eyes to boxing. I got you. Now here's the flip side. Jake, uh, when they fall on the card, um, Tyson and and uh, Roy Jones Jr. got a nice, hefty purse. Mm-hmm. Jake Paul and Nate Robinson got a nice, hefty purse. The undercard people after that didn't get a lot. Yeah, but they still had to go through the ranks of uh, you got to fight so many people to move up the ranks, fight so many people to get the ranks till you get a shot at you know the title fight. Yeah. Jake Paul was able to jump the line because who he brought in. So that's kind of at another dimension of ruining boxing. Because now you got these people that's actually putting their heart, soul, and mind into it. Yeah. And they still kind of wait to move up the ladder. And here you got this gimmick guy in there. Yeah, because he's Cause not really fighting fighters. You know what I'm saying? Nate Robinson's not a fighter. No. You know? He may he had a chance to train and get in there and fight, but he's not a fighter. Yeah, you know, KSI is not really a fighter. Yeah, and now he's trying to fight uh, my man from uh, UFC, uh, Ben Askren. Right, Ben, who's retired. Yeah, you know, and then his his game is not boxing. He more take you down and beat you on the ground. He's a wrestler. He's a right. grappler. So you you taking away his skill anyway. So if you beat him, it's like okay, his strength. You know, what I'm saying you took away his strength anyway. So it's not really. Go ahead. No, just to piggyback uh-huh. and, and just throw context on, on Ben Askren. Right. So he's a former MMA guy. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's a grappler. He's been, um, you know, 
he's been currently a, a, a wrestling coach um, at Arizona State. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was an American amateur wrestler for the University of Missouri when he was in college. Mm-hmm. Two two time state champion wrestler right. in Wisconsin. But um, 22 total fights as an MMA, 19 wins, two losses. Um, but most of his wins um, were by decision or submission. Right. Six knockouts. That's his, that's his game. So e- even though MMA is mixed martial arts, boxing is one element, right. but it's not the total, total element. element. Right. And so to your point, mm-hmm. he's not fighting a boxer again. Right. He's not fighting a boxer. Now, he is fighting a, a trained fighter. Right. But boxing is not his stand suit. It's not. It's, it's not. not his strong suit, I should say. Right. Um, that's not one of his premier attributes. Right. So, um, yeah, it's, now, it's, he, it's a whole gimmick shit. Now, here's another thing, too. When he fought Nate Robinson, yeah. they extended the count for Nate Robinson Keep the fight going. Yeah. Now, Nate Robinson got up, got knocked out again. That time he went, he went to sleep. Not not. So night, he, night, nigga. Uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> People made jokes about it stuff. But here's the thing about it. That's dangerous. Very. Because if you had to stand it past 10, that means he might have been severely hurt, suffered concussion. Mm-hmm. You hit him again, he, he can die. Yeah. So now you're playing with people's life. Yeah. You know, just... For the sake of entertainment, uh, entertainment, the sake of clout chasing, the sake because you taking that YouTube attitude into the ring. Yeah, you know, if I get more eyes, I get more viewership. What can I do? You know, so let's keep this fight going so I can get more eyes, more viewership. That's idiotic. You know what I'm saying? If he if he really wants to help boxing, box for real. Go through the real. Go train. Go train. Go get licensed. Go, go get licensed. And go fight boxers. I mean, though he got a license for six hundred dollars, they let him get a license. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, but he don't. He's not really going through the stages and stuff he need to do to be a boxer. I think it's bad in that sense. Yeah, I, hear. I think it's bad because he. I want. I want to go. As, I don't want to go as far as say he's not taking it serious, but he's making a mockery out of the sport. I hear. You. That's already a dying sport. Yes, you know. So I think. In that sense, he's bad for boxing. Yeah. And I think that these gimmicks and stuff is not going to bring boxing back. You need to really go and restructure the way boxing is. Go back to what? why do people watch boxing in the first place. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's easy accessible. Yeah. You can't access boxing like you can. Like you, you could back then, you know. And um, people, people paid for... The Mayweather fight because people knew who Mayweather was. Yeah, they knew the name. Mm-hmm. You know, let me say they knew the name. They might not was familiar with his style. They knew the name, but you know, you put some other boxers on there, they may not know the name. That's their true fan. Yeah. So then your pay per view suffers. Yeah. So go back to. I mean, it's probably too late to get out a pay per view structure because they they already tied into that. But you need to find a way to market boxing. So people know who these fighters are and watch boxing. Yeah. That's all I got to say. Huh. Say it with your chest. <laughs> Lil Lil <ass> <laughs> man. That that was actually some good points, man. 
I like that. I appreciate you. I mean, we'll see what happens when um, because they they scheduled a fight in April, so um, yeah, we'll see what happens. On some real shit, I wouldn't mind seeing Ben Askren go ahead and and dropping that motherfucker, so he can actually, if he's going to do boxing, like mm-hmm. be serious about it. Serious and I'm not saying that he's not taking it serious because, I mean, Jake Paul, he's on a post that he's training. I'm mm-hmm. doing this. I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. But if you if you claim that you're so good at boxing, go get licensed and get. Your ass in the ring with people with real boxers. with real boxers who literally eat, drink, sleep, breathe mm-hmm. boxing and work your way up the ranks. Work your way up the ranks. Now, if you do that and you make your way up top of the rings, I'll give you all the respect in the world. Right. But until then, you just a a, a punk ass white boy trying to show you tough. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I'm, I said what I said. <laughs> and if Jay Paul got a palm with him, I mean, shit, I ain't hard to find. You go to www.ioff.the119. You can email in that. So uh, hold on one second, man. Yeah, let you here. So, um, males over here taking phone calls. Hopefully, ain't from the, none of them scrippers he be messing with. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> but um, again, that's our show. Um, before we sign off. Going over to the website www.ioftenwonder19.com. Hit on Patreon um, if you want to donate. Donate, we we be glad and grateful for it. Um, as you can see, we got new toys. We got the new arm on the oh, mics. Oh yeah, got yeah. The I mean, microphone. I mean, we keep adding stuff. Right, um, right, right. You know, we ain't getting monetized for this stuff yet, but we gonna get there. <laughs> but. We we do this for the love, the passion of it. Right. I got, um, got I just got tired of moving this yeah. thing. And you kept hearing the noise. <laughs> See now I can move yeah, it. You now, don't we, now we over here swelling. You don't hear not not in there nada. <laughs> but um, like I said, go over to the website. Um, you can catch all our IOW sports right uh, information as well as our sister company. I often wonder um, podcast. Um, shout out to the uh, Black Owned Podcast. Um, right, right. We just did a show with them on I Often Wonder. Um, check them out as well as uh, the Man Down podcast. They right, came right, and, right. and blessed us on the IOW uh, sports show. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to our big bro, uh, Philip Riddick. Right. You can check him on uh, RBOP. Mm-hmm. That's R B O P. Um, his podcast is phenomenal when you're talking about a guy that's a straight shooter. Oh, yeah. Holds no bars, <laughs> says what he says, and he meant that shit. <laughs> um, he also does a cooking show that he cooks, which is great because right. all three of us are cooks. So mm-hmm. we all do that. Um, check out my man, uh, Jamel, his clothing line, uh, Bonfire, mm-hmm. uh, the J. Edwin collection. Just right. plug that in. You can, you can cop that. That's that's this T-shirt right here. Got, got me. Sweatshirt. Yeah, I got the sweatshirt. Got me looking <laughs> fresh. Um, like I said, J. Edwin collection, fresh stuff. Right, right. Um, shout out to our girl Alexis, aka Black Baba Walter. She's doing her thing. Millie J. Sweet treats. Check her out. Mm-hmm, and of course, mm-hmm. you can check me out at MattMax.net. Um, but until next time, folks. Oh wait, man, I want to uh, shout out. Um, our bot production. Our bot production. Yes. So if you need voiceovers. Yes. If you need promos done. Mm-hmm. It's part of the I O W network. Yes, it is. So you can hit us up. You can hit um, fill up on iBop. Yeah. And if you need any of those things done, Phil is your guy. Is your guy. Oh man. You know. So he. Um, we 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 blessed to have him part of the. Um, 
of the team. Uh, part of the team, yeah. man. You know, um, March, sometime in March, um, um, we trying to uh, launch our IOW Network radio station. Mm-hmm. We looking for content. Yeah. Um, content creators, holler at us. Right. We looking for content. You know, that means music, podcast-wise, anything, any kind of content. Hook us up. Look on, go to um, our email address that we just shouted out and, you know, drop us some, drop us some um, your content. Yeah. We'll, we'll listen to it. and Especially you local artists. Yeah, especially local artists. We'll listen to it and stuff like that. Um, what else we got going? I mean, we got a... Oh, we got the 28 Days. 28 uh, Days, yeah. 28 yeah, Days of Black, black History, Black Excellence. Oh, yeah, that's... Man. That's rolling that's out right on there. the 1st of February, First man. 1st of February. Oh, my God. Oh man, that's gonna be big. That's gonna man. Be we have dope. some great interviews. That's gonna great be great interviews, man. So if you look at it, um, you look for that on all your podcast stations, mm-hmm. all your podcast stations. Yeah, um, we there. YouTube, we there. Yeah, um, we all got Facebook pages, Facebook pages, pages, Instagram. We got personal, we Twitter, we got personal <laughs> ones, and we got the ones for the um, for the business. Yeah. Um, so like I said. If you're looking to get your your business out there, you're looking to advertise on the radio station. Hit Holla. us up. Um, our advertising fees are cheap. Yeah. Well, we don't say I don't want to use the word cheap. Advertise reasonable, inexpensive, <laughs> and reasonable. Yeah. So you look, you want to do advertise on the radio station? Give us a call. Uh, if you need promos done, give us a call. Intros done, give us a call. Editing done, give us a call. You know. And if your DM, DMs is wide open. Give this nigga a call. Give him a call. <laughs> <laughs> Holla at your boy. Holla at your boy. <laughs> Holla at your boy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand this nigga. <laughs> Holla at your boy. Oh, shit. And you got a tail as big as a whale. Oh, my goodness. Holla at your boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one you looking for. Oh God! Wait, hold on, hold on. My nigga, you said tail as big as a whale. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, please somebody help my nigga out. <laughs> Got you doing them back exercises too. Uh, oh yeah, I'm ready. He's, he's been the only motherfucker that kept Luberderm stock high. Stock high. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> Hey man. Hey, Luba Dermot toilet. Paper. Hey, hey, we go- <laughs> Until Tuesday, we was we will see how Tuesday. Oh no, no, Monday. I'm Monday. tripping. <laughs> to the cuz I'm bugging off of you cuz you good, bro? Cuz you've been off the chain all show, bro. Nah, that's not so, true. Just have the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the whole damn show, nigga. Um until this upcoming Monday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Right. Come check us out. Until then, be good to each other. Right, right. Be safe with your mask. Right. Love somebody. Hug somebody. Y'all be good, world. Peace. <laughs> yeah, every day that's you and me. All day that's us, boo. Came through with that new thing. See, I don't know why I trust you. Crazy now, I'm just too on. Maybe now, I'm just too gone. Maybe.